Welcome to the Intentional Family Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Schmitz, joined by my co-host, Mike Schmitz. How are you doing? I am excited because we have Intentional Family t-shirts. <gasps> yes, we do. And we received ours and they are so soft and comfortable. This wasn't something we had really planned on doing. Uh, we kind of thought that the logo would look cool on a t-shirt someday, but I had a sabbatical not too long ago. And since I had done t-shirts for Bookworm in the past, it was really easy to get it up and running on Cotton Bureau. So we have intentional family t-shirts that are available. We ordered some and they came in there like all Cotton Bureau t-shirts, super soft. The logo looks great on the black t-shirts. We've also got sweatshirts that are available in black and white. And we'll put a link to those in the show notes. So if you want to get t-shirts or sweatshirts and support the show, you can do that. They look awesome. The logo is amazing and it's done by our friend Jared Picker. And it just just the that logo itself, no words or anything, I think that design just looks awesome. Even if you don't even know what, what the logo stands for, they just look cool. Yeah, I love my vintage black t-shirt. It is kind of like a faded black and it's I just their t-shirts are so soft mm-hmm. and there's uh men's and ladies cuts so you can get exactly what you want yep I got the ladies fit and I'm not a t-shirt person but I really love this t-shirt <laughs> well today we are actually talking about habit forming family systems that sounds rather boring maybe but it's actually not it has helped it's a few systems that we've put in place that have helped reduce chaos and craziness in our home. It doesn't always go perfectly as planned, but we are trying to do these things regularly to help form good habits in our children by modeling for them and by setting them up in a positive environment for success. Mm-hmm. And so it overall has gone very well, but we want to share a few of those things that we have done. Yep. So Mike, I just want to ask you, why systems and why habits? Uh, because I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this before with goals versus habits and how just because you have a goal doesn't mean that you're actually going to achieve it. There are 30 teams in the NBA. They all have a goal of winning the championship every year. And so the goal is not the thing that gets them to, uh, that, that helps the the champions uh, achieve it. There's if they all have the same goal, it's got to be something else that's that's separating them, and that is the systems or the habits. It's the little things that they do every single day that set themselves up for success, that develop their skills to the point where they can beat the competition. And we're not trying to beat anybody, but we are trying to develop the skills that we need to be successful. And for our kids, we want to put them in a place to succeed by helping them to cultivate these things so that they don't have to struggle with making their own positive habits when they are out on their own. We want to give them the foundation and they can make their own decisions about what habits and systems they want to create, but we want to show them the value of these things and kind of set them up for success where if they're doing this stuff now, then later on, it's just going to make things easier for them. Yes. Um, Our first system that we have come up with, this happened a few, I want to say a few years ago now, even We had talked about trying to track different things and help them along and just give them more tools to be responsible and also not drive their mom crazy who likes a tidy home, which is no small feat with a family of seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do a decent job, I would say. Um, 
I would echo that. <laughs> to the point where, you know, I have some friends where I'll send uh, photos sometimes of my messy house or cluttered house or dirty sink just to say, see, it's not always clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but basically, I'm just, you know, trying to delegate and spread spread the load around because I should, it shouldn't all fall on me. And all of a sudden, it hit me one day, you know, this would work great if I had like pies and there's seven days in the week and there's seven slices of pie and we had a board and we kept track. So we actually developed what we call the pie charts. Yep. And we took Mike's old whiteboard that he had at an office that he had rented for a few years that he no longer used. And we, it started off with just, I think, three pies. And over time we have added to that. So once they have a good habit formed, we haven't eliminated that pie and kept and eliminated tracking it. We've actually just added because there's such a range of ages that we're dealing with here. And basically, this has just been a sane method for us to track good family habits. And the idea is that it's a team effort, which I think is really important. Yes. Uh, but before that, uh, I want to just reiterate that the the systems create the outputs. The simple formula is that you have a input and then you have a process that the input follows and then you get an output. And most people just focus on the outputs and they don't consider the inputs or the processes. So you can get frustrated with the output that you have. You mentioned sending the pictures of the, the messy house. And that's okay. I mean, we want to be real, but the way my brain works, when I see that output and I'm like, this is not what I wanted to have happened, I go back and I think, well, what what messed up here? Was it the input? Or was it the process? (laughs) And there are lots of different inputs uh, that we are dealing with, with all of the the family members that are under our roof. So this is a simple process to make sure that we're all moving in the same direction. And the rules are the same for everybody, which is why, back to your point about the team emphasis, I think this is important because... Uh, we want to make sure that we're not just covering our own, cleaning up our own mess. We want to make sure that we are doing everything that we need to do in order for the team su- to succeed because that is going to alleviate the stress from us and in particular you from looking at something and being like, well, this isn't right, guys. You should have cleaned this stuff up. And then you have people say, well, I put away my stuff. No, we don't. We don't want to think that way. It's either clean or it's not clean. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) You're either part of the problem or part of the solution. I know it's kind of selfish too in a family. It's like we all live in the same house. Well, it's not just family stuff. I mean, that's uh, getting back to like the whole reason for this stuff. Uh, You need to learn this when you get into the workplace too. Yeah. You can say, well, I did my part and somebody else dropped the ball. But if the company or organization fails because of it, Everybody loses. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So let's learn this lesson now when the stakes are small. And let's just say, you know, maybe I did do my part. My brothers didn't do their part. Well, I'm going to make sure if I'm Toby, you know, the oldest one, I'm going to be encouraging them and coaching them to do what I know that they should do. And then they kind of all work together towards this this goal. And it doesn't require constant hand-holding by you and I to say, hey, this is what you need to do over and over and over again, because honestly, we don't have time for that. <laughs> That's the whole point of the system is that they be more personally responsible for things so we don't have to constantly be keeping track of each one of them for every little thing that they're supposed to be doing. 
Exactly. And I think that it's not just taking up the slack and doing other people's jobs for them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's that. But like you said, encouraging them. So we're trying to train them how to communicate effectively in a positive way. Like, hey, did you remember to do this and do that? And that's a whole team effort thing. I mean, who likes to be on, let's say, a basketball team where you have a teammate that's trying to lead, but all they're doing is nagging you? That doesn't (laughs) produce camaraderie and a positive energy that you want to win. That produces a me against you mentality. Yeah, which isn't healthy. I kind of think of the the Remember the Titans scene where uh, Gary Bertier corners Julius, and he's uh, basically saying... Your attitude stinks. And Julius is like, well, you want me to wear myself out for the team? What team? (laughs) Yeah, because there was no team. They were all in it for themselves. Exactly. So that's what we want to facilitate. And that's ultimately the goal of any organization is to get everybody moving in the same direction. There's got to be alignment there. And I mean, this applies to your marriage too. It's very, very easy to, if you're going to view it as right and wrong, to focus on all of the things that your partner has done wrong. Oh gosh. And then it's like, okay, they're not doing their part. They've got a vendetta against me, obviously, (laughs) because they know what to do and they just refuse (laughs) to do it. Well, that's where my brain goes (laughs) and I got to rein that in. Okay. And I'm sure you, if you're honest with yourself, you'd say the same sort of thing sometimes like, well, what is wrong with Mike? Like, doesn't he see me struggling here? And sometimes it's, no, I don't. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just. It's it's true for both of us though. We can get so in in depth with what we're doing that we fail to notice one another. And when you focus on, well, I'm doing my part, then you, you, there's resentment there. Yeah. And then you get angry and offense and then it just never ends well. And that's the same sort of thing with this sort of stuff. You know, we don't want that to to happen. So we win or we lose as a team. And the way that we win is that everybody performs these habits. And for each day that they perform the habits, we shade in the piece of the pie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's worked out really well. And overall, they've, I feel like they do a good job of encouraging each other. So Currently, we actually have six separate pies, and like I said, it started off with just three, and we've added over the years, and they're divided each into seven sections. I know it's kind of weird if you think of a pie, like no one ever cuts a real pie in seven sections, but it's a week, so it works great for this (laughs) with a dry erase marker, and so when they've completed that as a team, we shade it in, and we allow them to miss one total pie slice for all of the six pies in a given week. Yep. So that means that they have to follow through with each of the areas, which we'll run through in a minute here. And if they don't do those things, then they don't get that piece of the pie shaded. So there are seven times six, 42 pieces of pie here that can be shaded in. And yeah, they can miss one. <laughs> yeah. And it, it sounds like pretty harsh, but once we run through the habits, like they're not... They're not like super complicated for them to follow through on. And, and, and also these, this is a, re, a bonus reward. It's yes. not like you're going to lose video games if you don't it's, fill your it's pies. It's positive. It's an extra thing and it's positive. It's not a negative where we're removing something. Correct. Positive reinforcement. So there is on the board a, a stated goal that they've all agreed on. And that's what they're working towards the whole week. And this is hanging in the hallway right by our kitchen. So they walk by it every single day. It's at eye level. And so 
they're trying to fill up these pies so that they can get like an extra one hour group game on Sundays. We don't do video games. So maybe like that's what they're doing right now as we record this. They, they earn their reward. Super Smash Brothers. Yep, exactly. <laughs> or maybe it's something like uh, ice cream cones or donuts. So uh, we'll go to half price books sometimes. They like that one. <laughs> yep. And then they can all pick out a book up to $2.50. And this is, again, designed to be small. So it's basically a $10 limit as a group. There's another system that we'll talk about later for more big stuff, but this is just the stuff that like they should be doing, and we want to encourage them to do it every single day, which is why there's a reward attached to it. But this is not something that you know the world's going to end if they mess up and, and they lose one of these. Yeah, and again, going on the team effort, they decide, like you said, as a group in advance what the reward will be so that they're all shooting for the same reward. And keeping the $10 limit has been good because you can get ice cream cones for everyone and you can get donuts for everyone and things like that. And half price books, if you've never been there, it's great because you can get books for even a dollar. So sometimes they get multiple books. Mm -hmm. But one thing we haven't done as a reward is like family time. Like we're going to do board games or we're going to play basketball or go on a nature hike because to us, those are family things that we want to be doing anyway, and we don't want them to have to achieve a certain thing to well, do those exactly. types of activities. So let's say the the reward is that we're all going to do something as a family, and it's just they want to spend time with mom and dad. So playing soccer or playing lightning in the backyard, if they mess up and they don't get the reward do we really want to be like, well, sorry, we're not going to play with you now because <laughs> right. you didn't get... So, so we you didn't... can see how that doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah. we want this to be something of low monetary value. It's just kind of a shot in the arm, good job sort of a thing. Uh, the books we like because you can never have too many books. <laughs> right. You'd understand if you were sitting where we are right now, yeah, looking yeah. at a big wall of books. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so... There's, that's just a fun way to um, have a positive reward as a group. And there's a lot of different options that you can do. But also, I want to just run through the specific pies that we have just to give you an idea if this is something you are interested in trying. One of them is Toys Tidy. And any parent will know that as soon as you have multiple toys, as they get older and they seem to accumulate more, that they just can take over the space. Yep. So putting away their toys where they belong. So to preface this, it's really important to do a little bit of work and make sure everything has a place. Yep. And just a tip, if you don't have a lot of space, maybe you don't have a lot of closet space and whatnot, I would recommend storing away things in bins and then just bringing out what fits in their room or their playroom or something and rotating that out because it's really hard to have them clean up things if there's nowhere to put them and they're like i don't know there's no place for this and it just yep. is overrun in their room exactly. so that's really important and that takes a little bit of work on the front end but it trust me it's very well time well spent and uh so that's also um not leaving toys in the family area and things like that and this is uh this type of thing that we're using for these pies this is really stuff that uh, we want to see happen anyway, but again, thinking through like what are the systems we can create to produce those outputs without us having to constantly be 
frustrated and reminding. So if we can create a system where things just naturally get put away because the motivation is this reward, then we don't have to spend time and energy doing that anymore. But a lot of people would just focus on, well, I see the messy room and I'm just going to say my piece and there I did my part. And then you got to rinse and repeat that about a thousand times before they, before anything really happens by the end of the week. So that's, that's exact kind of, uh, kind of problem that we are trying to solve with, with these. And you can identify for yourself what these pies are. So these are the ones that we've chosen and we've added these over time. Like Rachel said, slowly, we started with a couple and then we add one after we've got a whole bunch and uh, kind of nailed, but these are just basically thinking through the, the behaviors that we want to put on autopilot. Yeah. And just a few notes about the bedrooms in particular, because that can be a real problem for a lot of families. You know, for our older boys, I have gone through and like spent a two hour, two hours on a Saturday morning helping them clean up the room and just organize it and stuff. And then recently, because we've had this toys tidy on here and having the rooms clean and things like that for quite a while, one Saturday after breakfast, it had been a while since I had seen Joshua. And I go down, it was like late morning, and his room was immaculate. <laughs> like not just stuff shoved in the closet, if you know what I mean, like that kind of cleanup. No, it was actually like organized. His bed was organized under his bed. And he just decided that he was going to take the initiative. And partially because the last time before that, and when he asked, Mom, I, can you help me organize my room again? I said no. <laughs> because I said, every time I've done that, about two or three days later, it's back to where it was before we did anything. And I said, I believe the next time you need to do it because then you can decide where everything goes. And I guarantee you when you do that, it will stick. And his room has been clean since. And it's been probably a month or more. And then likewise with our younger two, I did go through and did an overhaul in their room a few weeks ago. And they've been doing a really good job keeping it clean because everything has a place. Yep. I had to remove a bunch of stuff from their closet to make space. And that made a huge difference. Exactly. Let's go through the rest of these pies. Yeah. Uh, the next one is simple. That's brush your teeth twice a day, morning and night, and not just brush them, but brush them well. Yes. So sometimes... <laughs> More than 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we will notice that they are yes. not brushed well. And at that point... You know, we will take away a, a pie, but for the most part, they do a pretty good job with this. Yeah. Uh, the next one, which is probably a whole episode in just this, <laughs> uh, that is mealtime manners. The Okay, so we have had some picky eaters, and uh, dinner time can, it takes long enough with seven people. So we don't want to have to be there and trying to get people to eat because they're in a funky mood because it's not what they want. Just eat your food and let's move on with our day. So uh, we mealtime manners is basically you, you eat your food. You don't have a, a, an attitude about it. You do it quickly in a timely manner. So we're not all ready to move on to the next thing and we're waiting for you to, to finish. And as they get, as they've gotten older, we've also added to that kind of cleaning up your own dishes, rinsing your dishes and loading them into the dishwasher. So there's not a huge pile of dishes in the sink uh, and then help clean up the table and all the leftover food. So it doesn't all land on you all the time. Right. Which has been super helpful because I'm sure the, the cook in your house can, I, it's not just the mom always, sometimes mm -hmm. it's the dad 
Um, you spend all this time preparing the meal, serving the meal, eating a cold meal, and then, <laughs> for the most part, and then, oh, I have to clean it up now. So the mealtime manners is a big deal. And like when you said it could be a whole episode, I was like, yeah, I guess it could. One of the things uh, a, a lady in our that's really close to us said to me years ago, after I shared a battle with our oldest when he was 18 months old, that I didn't let him leave the table till he ate what I served him, which I know sounds really harsh, but trust me, it works. Hours later. Yeah. Yeah. Like f- holding in his cheeks and all that. So gross. But uh, <laughs> she goes, if you can win the battle at mealtimes, you've already won many battles in the yep. future. And I have not realized how true those words are, except for years later. And you, re- it's like, wow, that is so true. Yeah, and I mean, our kids are the age that we take them places and you can see sometimes uh, parents who haven't won that battle yet and the kids hold all the cards when you're at a restaurant or even just getting together with friends or family and uh, it's not what they want, you know. And they know they can get what they want if they push hard enough. (laughs) Yeah. We just didn't want that. We just, that's just important to us that that doesn't happen with our kids. So we're going to, we're going to fight that battle at home so we don't have to fight it in front of everybody else. Yes. Yes. Which has definitely paid off. I'm glad we've done that hard work. Yep. Uh, another one is car manners. Oh, this one is in, in progress. I would say if there's something they lose the most often, it is definitely car manners. Yep. That's made easier lately because they don't drive a lot of places. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. So the biggest thing is I try and tell them is you can't distract the driver. It's very dangerous if you guys are acting out and I have to like yell at you or, you know, or be distracted from looking at the road to deal with behavior. This is very dangerous for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous for other people on the road. So just be nice to each other, be quiet, and let's all get along. Come yeah. on, people. Why is this so hard? Well, it's hard because even in a big suburban with seven people, it's cramped. And most of the time, they aren't they aren't actively fighting. They're just a little bit crazy. And we know that craziness in the car will lead to a fight. It's just a matter of how long. Yeah. Because someone is being goofy and they swing their arms and they hit their brother in the face and now everybody's upset. Then there's retaliation and it escalates yep. quickly. Exactly. So we just try to quell that at the beginning and uh, it doesn't always work. Uh, but most of the time it's it's not that they are... Uh, actively acting out. It's just that we've told them, hey, you guys got to settle down because uh, it's not going to be long until that happens. And and that's the part they have trouble with. Yeah. If they don't shut that off and calm down, then it escalates. So, But this is self-control. I mean, this is something that adults have trouble with too. So (laughs) not (laughs) not a big deal that they haven't mastered it. It's just, yeah, this is the one that is the the hardest one uh, at the moment. And it's typically the pie that they lose, like you said, most often. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Cubby's Tidy. I'm pretty lenient on this one in the summer, but once school starts and we're doing more and we need to use our cubbies more as actual cubbies to hold things that we need to take with us, I uh, will be uh, tidying those up and keeping closer tabs on that. But we have a mudroom right off of our garage where they each have their own little locker, I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. And there's 
a place for their jackets to be hung and backpacks. And so we kind of just tell them, you know. Bins for their shoes. Bins for their shoes. So your outerwear, backpacks, shoes, tennis rackets, that sort of things that that come and go, but you don't really play with other parts of the house can be stored there. But if it's getting overrun with toys and books and random papers and all that, then it's like, okay, that's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of that stuff comes from, oh, I want to bring this in the car. Yes, and then it ends up there. We've learned over time, like, no, you can't bring that in the car. Because you and, don't put it away. <laughs> and maybe some people would think that's a little bit harsh, but we know how it ends up. <laughs> uh, so when we are in the car, one of the things we do uh, is we listen to Odysseys, Adventures in Odyssey. We are members of the the club. It's a subscription Focus on service. the family. Yep. I remember listening to those CDs when I was little. And they continue to make them, and they now have a subscription service with an app that you can download a whole bunch of them to your smartphone. Yeah, it's great. And so there's make new ones all the time. You get access to the whole library. So we've always got like 20 different Odyssey episodes loaded up on the, the phone that we can uh, bring with us. And we have kind of gotten away from letting them read in the car, especially if we're on longer car rides. Shorter ones are fine. But we have found that, especially in the way back of the Suburban, sometimes <laughs> they start to feel a little car sick if they're reading too long. Yep. So on long car rides, we just kind of have a no reading rule just to help us not have any car sickness. Yep. So that's kind of the the reason behind the no yes. toys, books, et cetera, in the, the cubbies is because we've said for other reasons that those things shouldn't even be brought in the car. And when they end up there, they get put in the car. Uh, they get put then from the car into the cubbies, and then next time they get in the car, they grab something else, and then those end up <laughs> in the cubbies. Oh, pretty soon accumulates. the cubbies are overflowing. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Our last one is bedtime manners. This this can really be a battle, but I feel like overall, they have gotten really good at mm-hmm. getting ready for bed, and... Um, I really try and do my best at enjoying that and reading stories to them and praying with them and singing and sometimes snuggling if they want, especially Malachi. Mm-hmm. He's our snuggler. <laughs> it's true. Um, so the better they've gotten at getting ready for bed, you know, using restroom, washing hands, brushing teeth, all that stuff, their last drink, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. then um, the more I've been able to just take a deep breath and enjoy bedtime, enjoy putting them out to bed enjoy the process of spending time with them because it's very special to them and to me and this is basically an evening routine that they have down now so i mean i i know it's a struggle sometimes because they don't want to go to bed the little ones go to bed at eight o'clock the older two can stay up until nine and adelaide usually goes to bed a little bit before eight she hates to go to bed before her brothers do, but that's just the way it is. It's the most wonderful time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, if, if you say that to her, she'll be like, no. no! <laughs> she knows exactly that's what so it means. funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the other one, so Malachi's six, Jonathan's eight. Uh, they've, they've got this down. I mean, they yeah, go to they the bathroom, they wash their hands, they brush their teeth. And every once in a while, we do have to say, like, there's no way you brushed your teeth that fast. <laughs> right. But for the most again. part, they do this automatically. And I think that's because we've been doing it the same way for so long. And the same things are on that list every single night. And a lot of nights, 
I mean, yeah, they're going to do little kid stuff and they're going to try to drag out their bedtime a little uh, occasionally. But for the most part, I think they do a really good job with this and we can just say, okay, it's time to get ready for bed. And they go do the things, they get in their room and then, you know, cause they want to read not one story, but two stories. And if they've done a good job getting ready for bed, then yeah, we can do two stories. Kind of your point, you know, we want to enjoy the, the, the process. So kind of a built in mini reward. Yeah. And that works really well. Because I've, I've been finding myself even recently in the last few weeks, I feel like they've gotten this down so well that I, it's it's very enjoyable to spend that time with them right before bed. And it, I don't know, it just sets them up for such a good night's sleep, I feel like, too. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the first system. Uh, there's one other system that we want to talk about here. Yes, this one's super fun. Which is the star charts. And I've uh, mentioned this... Uh, I believe in a previous episode, but wanted to kind of unpack this a little bit. So when we catch somebody doing something above and beyond, like you mentioned Joshua completely organizing. Oh, he got like four stars. Yeah, exactly. So he, (laughs) the star charts, basically everybody's got their name uh, and it's on a, a chart. They've each got their own section. It's on the refrigerator. When we catch somebody doing something above and beyond, then they get a star. And again, we want to win or lose as a team. So when we add up all the stars on the chart and there are 100 stars, then we get to do something bigger and more exciting. So some of the things that we've done for this have been like going roller skating, which was actually really fun, even though I have not gone roller skating, I think, in like 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of our kids, is the first time they'd ever done it. Uh, but we wanted to try something new and everybody had a, had a lot of fun. Uh, another thing we did is we went to Badger Sports Park, which is like this big arcade slash, I don't know, laser tag, mini golf, all that kind of stuff. The kind of place where you would go buy a bunch of tokens and play a bunch of games. And uh, for each one of those, the person with the most stars is the MVP. And that means that they get a little something extra when we go do it. So I think both times actually, because at the roller skating rink, they had some games too. Uh, The MVP got another couple dollars worth of tokens. Yeah, they love those. Yep. Yeah, and this again, we're focusing on rewarding positive exemplary behavior by being positive ourselves. And what this has helped, this has uh, really helped eliminate us being predominantly negative and disciplinary in parenting because that's just exhausting, right? Being a parent is yes. really an exhausting job. <laughs> and you don't want to focus on the negative. No. There's always going to be opportunity to find the things that people are doing wrong, but nobody wants to focus on that. So let's celebrate the successes yeah. instead. And this isn't all like clouds and rainbows, like we're only going to be positive and we're never going to be negative. You have to correct your children. We have to discipline them. Mm-hmm. But if we are only doing that and not praising them for when they do things right, then what a drag to be a kid, you know, like that's just, you can't do anything right. And the things you do right aren't even brought up. They aren't even celebrated. Yep. Exactly. So this has been really good. It's really solidified a lot of good behavior. And like if they obey like instantly and do a really great job, if they just notice a sibling or a parent or someone and they just help out, Oh mom, I did this. I saw the garbage was full, whatever. Like that stuff is great. Without being asked, we want 
the whole goal of this system is to get them to be proactive. Yeah, and it's not like from them doing their habits from the pie chart, things yep. they should yep. do, like they should brush their teeth. They don't get stars for they that. They should put Correct. their toys away that they played with. But This is above and beyond. Sometimes it's even like they cleaned up a bunch of the basement that they didn't even play with. Yep, exactly. It's the, the things that they would typically, if they were left to their own devices, be like, well, that's not fair. I didn't get that out, whatever. But if they just have a good attitude about it and clean it up anyways, like that's the kind of thing that we want to reward with the, the star charts. Yeah, and they all get stars and they all get rewarded for yep. that. So they never are like, oh, why did he get stars? I've, I don't think I've heard them say that because they recognize like, well, they did something good. Like I get stars when I do something good like that too. Well, usually everybody's together and we call it out. So yes. like I remember uh, one time specifically, I don't remember exactly what we celebrated, but Malachi had an opportunity to get offended about something at the dinner table. He had gotten some bad news and uh, he didn't have a bad attitude about it. And so we called it up. We said, hey, I just want everyone to know Malachi did a great job controlling his emotions right now because I know he's upset that he didn't get to do this thing, but he didn't have a bad attitude and he responded appropriately. And you could just see like his face just lights up. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah I did it. <laughs> and obviously you tailor it to each child, you know, and it, but it works really well from the six-year-old all the way on up to Toby, the twelve-year-old. Yeah, we've been doing this for years. So even before they were six, they don't. Have, you don't have to start this when they're six. You can no. do it when they're little. No, A- any of those like teachable moment sort of things. When you catch them doing something good, celebrate that and celebrate it publicly so everybody sees yes. it. Especially for the little ones, if they receive, because uh, I think the little ones they tend to be the ones who can feel that we're being negative because we're pointing out things all the time. The older ones, you know, they, they kind of know what to do as they get older, but the little ones don't. And so they just feel like, oh, mom and dad are yelling at me all the time. <laughs> They're picking on me. <laughs> yeah, which I can totally see how that can come across sometimes. Yeah. So that's not not the goal. It's just that's where they, they are in life. And so when you can brag about them in front of their older siblings, they feel like a million bucks. Yeah. And this one, I don't know if you said this, but we keep this at like about a $40 activity when they reach the 100 stars Mm -hmm. and then the mvp gets a little bonus but covid addendum for star charts (laughs) because yeah a lot of the thing they wanted to do a trampoline park for the next one and that was closed i just don't want to go to and it's kind of like (laughs) well you know some stuff is just like not right now yeah exactly. and so we actually have two full completed star charts so if you are adding this up which i know some of our children have been that's 80 dollars, right and we actually have a third one that's just about completed so that's 120 and so what we thought you know if the whole idea is doing something really fun together why don't we buy something for our big yard to yeah. do well, our yard's not huge well, but it's, it's about a half an acre and there's one side of it that is very open yes and i remember a long time ago probably with toby and joshua i don't think others have really ever done it with us uh, we've gone frisbee golfing and they really in- enjoyed it i've got a whole bunch of discs in the garage that we haven't used in years but they really like to do that so we actually right before we recorded this bought two disc golf baskets that we can set up in the yard <laughs> play disc golf (laughs) yeah so this will be fun yeah and it costs more than the 120 dollars but that's okay because we have to kind of 
adapt and I feel bad that, you know, we don't get to go do something like we normally do. It's been a while since we've been able to cash one of these in. So maybe there's some interest accrued there. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, sometimes I felt like the last few months, all I'm doing is managing disappointment in mm, our family. Yeah. And I think they're doing a stellar job. And it's not that I'm trying to just patty cake, patty cake, you know, like, I don't think you can handle this. So I'm going to buy you this thing. It's not that at all. But I, I'm more than happy to spend extra on something like this because, I mean, we're going to use it for years and years. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, so, again, as I mentioned in the beginning, we are trying to model the behavior that we desire. And this is so important. Do as I say, not as I do it is such a joke. Yep. Doesn't we, work. No. We have to train our children in the right behavior, in habits. We can't talk out of both ends of our mouth. There's too many leaders in this culture that do that. And we don't want to set that example. We talked a little bit about this in one of the episodes about like asking for forgiveness in front of your kids Mm -hmm. when you mess up and why that's so important. Because if you don't, then all you're really solidifying in their minds is that mom and dad say one thing, but they do another and they're hypocrites. And we definitely don't want that to be the case. They know that we're not perfect. We know that they're not perfect but we know that we're both trying to do the best that we can. And we want to uh, not just say, well, it, you have to do this, but but we don't, because that's very contrary to the the whole culture we want to create inside of our, our home. We want to be able to say, this is the way to do this and see we've, we're doing it alongside you. Yeah. And the older they get, the more two-faced we are, the more resentment is built up in them. If yep. we live hypocritical lives, if we say one thing and do another, and like Mike said, we're not perfect and we ask for forgiveness, but we try to do our best to be authentic and to live in a way that is intentional and is um, just living by our values, living by what's really important to us yep. and instilling that in them. Exactly. And that's the whole heart behind all these systems is how do we live out our values? Going yep. back to the episode on the core values, like, okay, these are the values that are important to us. What are the types of things that we do? You know, it's it's not it's not rocket science. <laughs> it just takes a little bit of intentionality. And so if I were to, to give people an action item from, from this episode, it would be to think about what are the sorts of behaviors that you want to create routines for? And some of them, maybe it might seem impossible, like there's no way that I could make that automatic, but there's always a way to do it. Again, going back to the systems, input, process, output. So start with the output. What output do you want to create? And then try a bunch of things. And maybe the inputs aren't quite right or the process needs to be tweaked, but that's okay. Every time it fails, it's just an opportunity to make an adjustment. Eventually, you'll figure it out. If you keep tweaking those systems, keep dialing them in, Eventually, you're going to get where you want to go. And that behavior, us modeling, trying things, that is so valuable because what we want to do is become the best version of ourselves. So if we're constantly trying to improve and and progress and uh, get better, <laughs> and then they'll do that too. Yep. And they won't be afraid of trying new things. Exactly. So I would just say that it's not too late to start modeling the behavior that you want to see in your children. 
And these two simple habits or systems that we share today, they're really positive and they're they're really fun. The rewards kind of just work really mm-hmm. well in our favor for them to solidify these things. It doesn't have to be drudgery to instill good habits and to have a fun, loving atmosphere at home. Exactly. Discipline doesn't have to mean that there's no joy yeah. in what you do. <laughs> the reason for the discipline is that you get to do more of the fun stuff you want to do. Yeah, definitely. So I want to just thank you today for listening to the Intentional Family podcast. We can be found at intentionalfamily.fm. Until next time, join us in living life intentionally. Intentionally.